Hi, and welcome to Facts and Blog and Podcast. Whatever the job requires. Right. And he's pretty, uh, pretty, I would say, adamant about not having an official title. Uh, there is, <laughs> back during SHOT Show, we did headshots of all the guys that were going to go out, you know, as part of the team. And, you know, we put their names and titles on there. And uh, I think we listed you as lead custodial oh, supervisor. Director, director, director of, of custodial <laughs> services. <laughs> director of yeah. custodial services. So you've heard it a million times before on tons of different forums and blogs and safety tips and tutorials that a clean gun is a safe gun. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we think you should look into our friends over at Tipton. Now you'll see some of their stuff popping up in our podcast in the coming weeks because we're going to be doing some cleaning episodes. How do you clean a pistol? How do you clean an AR? What are the types of things that you need to safety check on those items? And you'll see a lot of Tipton products coming up in those episodes as well. What I have with me right now is their uh, Tipton gun cleaning kit for pistols. This has really everything you need to get started with keeping up with your pistol, whether it's your EDC or your range gun or your competition gun. Uh, it really is an easy to store, take with you, throw in your bag and making sure that you are keeping up with all of the needs of your firearm. So obviously everything down from patches and brushes and rods, it's all right here ready to go. But Tipton has tons of other stuff, including vices, solvents, and all the things you need to keep your guns safe. So make sure you check out our friends Tipton and check them out on the podcast as well. Hi, and welcome to episode 27 of the Faxon blog and podcast. Today, we have another packed show for you. Uh, not only are we going to speak to Jared from Caldwell, we're also going to take a look at the third part of our series on the Faxon move. Today, we have Ryan Faxon joining us. He's going to be talking about what this move expansion and addition means for Faxon firearms when it comes to how we're machining things, how the production flow goes, and uh, what that means to you as our friends and our customers. So make sure you stick around for that. We are going to be talking to Jared Grove from Caldwell. He's going to give us the rundown of some of the great ear protection uh, that they have available on their website and select retailers. And they have some really cool new products. You know, ear protection now doesn't have to just be passive giant muffs that make your ears sweat. You know, they have active noise canceling. They still have passive noise canceling, but they even have uh, some items in their Emacs line. What I have with me right now are the Emacs shadows. So if you are a fan of AirPods or Powerbeats or things of that variety, uh, this is definitely a step in the right direction for you. Not only can they play music and take calls, they offer you the hearing protection that you need at the range or at your competition, or even if you're just working with tools and you have to mow the lawn or anything like that. You could do all the same normal stuff you do with your typical AirPod or EarPod solution, uh, but you also get the added official NRR rating. So you can use these to help prevent hearing loss and damage while on the shooting range, or even just taking part in your favorite hobbies. So before we get into our conversation though, we do wanna remind you of a couple of things. One, it is totally, totally known that if you don't use ear protection while you're shooting, you do risk hearing loss and damage. 
damage, which any audiologist will tell you that that is something that you don't get back. Uh, so it's very serious. It's something that you need to take just as seriously as your eye protection. But we do know that sometimes those things get uncomfortable. You know, they could get sweaty, they could get nasty. Uh, and that's why Caldwell has some great products that we would recommend that you check out. But just a couple of things to keep in mind, we are going to be talking about NRR rating today. And that just means noise reduction rating. So how many of a DB cut uh, are you able to take while using the device and using it properly? So we'll walk through some of those today and also take a look at the Caldwell line of ear protection uh, that they have available at caldwellshooting.com. But before we get any farther, let's check in with Ryan Faxon for part three of our Faxon Move updates. Well, for the third installment of the Faxon Move updates, we have uh, Ryan Faxon, one of the many men around here that has their name on the shirts and on the building out front. And uh, he's going to walk us through a little bit about what the new move means for us on the manufacturing side. So, Ryan, thank you for joining us. Yeah, Dustin, appreciate you having me on here today. I know uh, I'm kind of the man behind the curtain most days. Right. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, Usually most of my day is focused on the floor and day-to-day uh, -day operations. Uh, you know, I, I guess I wear many and all hats here, I guess, he, Whatever, whatever the job requires. Right. And he's pretty, uh, pretty, I would say adamant about not having an official title. Uh, there is <laughs> back during shot show. We did headshots of all the guys that were going to go out, you know, as part of the team and, you know, we put their names and titles on there and, uh, I think we listed you as lead custodial oh, supervisor, director, director, director of, of custodial services, <laughs> director of yeah. custodial services. So, um, Ryan, I mean, obviously, you know, your dad and your uncle have been doing the whole machining thing for decades. Um, yep. when did you start getting into, you know, the family business? Because obviously, you know, you were at least a young adult before firearms even launched. I mean, facts and machining has been around since you were a kid. Yeah. So, uh, basically as long as I can remember, um, you know, we started in our little building, uh, down in Northside Cincinnati and it was, uh, for the lack of better terms, it was, uh, pretty bare bones. Yeah. Uh, they used to lift the saw, uh, up with a forklift and set it in the parking lot to cut parts because there wasn't enough room in the building. Yeah. Uh, talk about some extremely humble beginnings, um, you know, these guys did whatever it took uh, to get the job done. Um, you know, they were basically just a general machine shop when they first started out. Um, kind of what we've involved, uh, evolved to today uh, being a, uh, I think we're, I'm out uh, with the facility we're in now and the facility across the yard here. I think we're just over 200,000 square feet. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's definitely a, been through a lot of transformations over the years and we've been in a lot of different industries over the years. Um, but our core, you know, always comes back to, uh, you know, gun drilling or drilling in general. Um, you know, it's pretty, pretty neat here. I know, you know, most people just know us for rifle barrels. Um, but gun drilling has been, um, you know, our, you know, keystone to this business for years. Um, you know, we have massive drilling capacity. We can drill, uh, up to 24 inches and 40 feet deep uh, in our large drills that we have. Um, so pretty, pretty neat deal there. Uh, we do a lot of defense work uh, on that side of the business now, which is, you know, a bit of a transition. Mm -hmm. um, we've been, we've been 
100% automotive. We've been in oil patch work. We've been in any industry, you name it. We've done it aerospace. Um, you know, they carry tons of accreditations. Um, so it's, uh, it's definitely been a, it's definitely been a long uh, path to get where we are today. And, uh, you know, that, that same mentality goes into the firearms business when, uh, Bob and Barry decided to, you know, to make this, uh, make this happen. Um, you know, we, we started out very simply, we wanted a product and, uh, when, uh, when we started with the ARAC design and concept development, uh, we were starting to introduce this thing into the market. And I will tell you, it was, uh, it was, uh, a prototype. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely, um, uh, interesting. You know, it was very finicky at the time we had just finished this thing. I, I couldn't tell you how many late nights we stayed up tweaking and tuning springs and, and, uh, you know, like, all right, I guess this, I think this one shoots good. Let's take this yeah. one. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, once again, you know, a couple of guys in a, you know, in a, in a, a tooling department, you know, we, we put this thing together and, uh, you know, people always ask, well, who made your barrel? And we didn't realize that was a thing that, you know, people, uh, people, most people don't make their own barrels. Sure. Um, so I was like, oh, well we did, what do you mean? You know, it was, uh, it's like, oh, you, you guys can do that. I'm like, well, well, yeah, we, you know, we developed the, the reamers and we developed the rifling machine. We built our own rifling machine, uh, you know, and, and drilling was, you know, second nature to us. So it was no big deal. Yeah, no problem guys. We can do this. So, uh, then it was kind of born, you know, and that's how we kind of became the, you know, a, a barrel company. Yeah. Well, and I mean, obviously a huge whirlwind. I mean, firearms, you know, officially launches, you know, about eight years ago, 2012. Yep. And, you know, starting with the ARAC and then we start getting into barrels and parts and accessories. And obviously in the last couple of years, you know, releasing the FX-19s and releasing, you know, a full rifle line that we're continually adding to. And then you throw on top of it this this spike we've seen with the pandemic and all the civil unrest and everything that's going on. On. Obviously, you don't have to search far on any industry news outlet to see how much firearm sales and thus firearms related product sales are, are on the rise. So it's it's kind of an interesting thing. We were already kind of on the increase and we were really excited about this year. And then the pandemic hits and it's obviously even more thoroughput than, you know, than uh, than we all anticipated. And I do want to take a second as a public service announcement, and Ryan could attest to this, we are in full-blown production all the time. Uh, yes. The, but the way that it works for us, and I know customer service has been typing this, I've been typing this on social media posts, that, you know, at, at this point, we fill dealer back orders first before restocking our site. So you, you've probably seen our stuff, you know, on Brownells and Optics Planet, but we have, a, you know, a huge network of dealers across the states, as well as folks um, in the, uh, you know, in the space of uh, international sales right. and things too. So there's there's way more to it than just, hey, are you, are you filling up your website? I mean, these guys are running extra hours, hiring more people. And, and part of it is going to this new building. You know, like you said, machining is doing more and more defense work. They're growing and expanding. They need our half of the building and we're growing and expanding beyond the limits of the, our current half anyway. You know, it's, right. it's time to move. So what do you think some of the biggest things, you know, that especially the guys on our shop floor could expect, you know, when, when we move to the new uh, facility in Westchester? Right. So, uh, 
starting off, I'm super pumped about this new space. Um, you know, we've really, we've needed it. Um, you know, we've grown every year. Uh, we've been adding equipment every year, adding people every year. And it, it's really, uh, it was time, you know, it, we've been looking, um, you know, for some time now, we really want to try and keep something in the area. You know, obviously our employees are very important to us. I mean, we were not interested and, in, you know, looking for a new workforce, you know, so we were very, you know, uh, conscious about, you know, you know, they're part of that too. Right. So you know, our, our employees are a key part of our business. And, you know, and that was, that was one of the big things that we wanted to make sure that we kept in mind as we were looking for a new facility. Um, so we, uh, we finally came across something that we, you know, that we liked. Um, we, uh, we've been, it's been a, it's been a long road uh, to getting everything finished up, finalized. Um, and we're like super close right now. Um, you know, one of the you know, big things, you know, we were really adamant about, we want clean, we want bright, we want, you know, nice floors, we want clean walls, we want, I mean, it was everything in this building is brand new. Yeah. You know, we have ground the floors, we have replaced every light, every fixture, every receptacle, all, all the electric's been redone. Uh, I mean, this, this should be, you know, this thing should smell like a new car when you get in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that, and that was, that was the goal. You know, we wanted to put together a facility that absolutely, you know, was built around us for us. Um, you know, we really had an opportunity to set things up the way we wanted to do cell layouts like we wanted to give us room to expand that we desperately needed. Um, you know, not to mention, and we've got some pretty awesome new equipment showing up there. So uh, uh, this week uh, is actually pretty exciting. Uh, this should be the beginning of the first moves. Um, so everything's kind of staged out. You know, the biggest thing is to to do as little interruption as possible, um, you know, to everyone outside of here. Uh, as far as our customers go. Um, it should be pretty seamless. They shouldn't even notice that we're even moving. Yeah. Um, we've been running ahead. We've been running on weekends. Um, you know, we've been trying to just schedule everything down to the minute, down to the hour, you know, to get, you know, to get these guys, you know, so this is as seamless as possible, um, you know, uh, you know, with the electricians and uh, the machine levelers and our maintenance guys and everything is, you know, should be extremely smooth. Um I know our guys here on the floor and our maintenance guys have been doing a really good job of, you know, just getting everything ready. You know, you try and like, all right, guys, we're going to pick everything up and move it from A to B. <clears throat> what do you need when you get to B? Yeah. Right. And that's all those little things that you don't think about. Right. Um, like, oh, yeah, well, we need these wrenches or we need this, you know, this cabinet has to go or this has my, you know, my setup blocks in here or whatever they need to do their job. And, uh, so there's a lot of like little things that we're like trying to, we've been making lists for months and, and we've been tagging things just to make sure that, you know, nothing gets left behind. Right. And, uh, but, uh, the new facility is going to be awesome. Uh, I know I'm really excited, um, to get out here, uh, spread our wings, you know, really give us a chance to grow. Um, so we've got a brand new, uh, drill ream rifle cell to increase capacity. Uh, I know that was one of our things we just flat out didn't have space for here. Um, that deal is done. Those machines are waiting. As soon as we hit the floor, they're on the truck. So uh, more capacity is coming uh, for rifle blanks, rifle barrels, pistol barrels, 
Um, this stuff's, uh, it's all in the works. Yeah. And I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, I won't divulge any proprietary information, but a lot of, you know, we do a lot of OEM work and, and kind of like white labeling work for a bunch of different brands. Again, not going to divulge, but, uh, we do a lot of that too. And that's still up and running. You know, we, we still have due dates on that stuff and, and a lot of industrial operations when they move, they'll go through, you know, you know, what they'll call a shutdown term. And we're not really planning a shutdown term. We are going to keep going and going. And the only time that that particular cell or machine is offline is literally when it's in transit and getting set up, you know, which is nice because it's only about five minutes away. So (laughs) most, most machines I say, you know, uh, you know, in, in my hats off, I know, uh, you know, Barry and Bob have both have been, you know, working on the facility, uh, Barry, who is my father, he has spent a tremendous amount of time over there, um, I can tell you that uh, he is absolutely, we're just going to stay here until the job is done. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a lot of long nights and long weekends. Um, but absolutely, you know, this, it'll, it's going to get in, it's going to get done. And these things are going to, machines are going to be back up and running and you guys shouldn't even see a blip uh, yeah. at the end of this. So, I mean, that, that was our main goal. Um you know, through this whole process was, it just has to be seamless. Right. And I, and I think, you know, all the guys involved, you know, between the, the planning of the equipment and the layouts and the shop and the floor and, and everything, I think it'll be, you know, it's going to be really good. Uh, you know, I, we went over last weekend and we literally taped out every IOA, every machine, everything on the floor. It's like, okay, we know it fits. Right. We've been looking at this for, for how many months now? It's like, okay, I know everything fits now. So yeah. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was kind of like, you know, a a small weight was lifted. Oh, for sure. All this planning we've done, like everything we've looked at on the, you know, on the tube and it's like, yeah, it looks like it'll fit. Yeah. We've measured this 10, 10 times at least. I think it should fit. It's definitely going to fit here. And, and I mean, uh, it's, it's been everywhere. I mean, I know that, you know, your uncle, that Bob will be in here with the, your cousin, David, and they'll have drawings up. I mean, CAD drawings of like even furniture, like where do these things yeah, go? How everything. much space we're going to have? And then timing, you know, X needs to be done before server infrastructure could come in. And this needs to be done before wires could be terminated. And, and there's all these moving parts. And I mean, if, if you've been a part of an industrial operation that's been growing and moving at the same time, maybe you've seen things similar but you know we said this with joey on the last episode it's not just like moving to a new house it's not like we bought out some other machine shop and have all their stuff or anything like that this is a quite a large operation uh, that we need to move and we want to keep you know growing along with it and uh and as we highlighted last week just even the layout of the facility Mm -hmm. i think is going to be more apropos to what we do flow of raw materials regular shipping and receiving like you had mentioned the openness the cleanness the organization structure of just the whole uh shop floor i mean even little things like QC space in the middle of the shop floor. Right. I mean, Kurt and I have double doors that open up into the shop floor. Everything is is movable, malleable, uh, easy to identify, and um, and couldn't come at a at a better time, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No. I said it, it really gave us a an, a really good opportunity to put things, you know, where it makes the most sense. You know, I mean, that was you know one of the things you know, we built. You know, a brand new QC lab right in the middle of the shop for everybody. Um, you know, and that was you know that was huge. Uh, you know, it's access from both sides and everybody can see what's going on. And I don't have guys that have to walk, you know, literally from at this point, I have, you know, our labs in the front of our shop. So these guys have to come from the back of the building to the front. 
you know, for all their first articles and, you know, any in-process inspections that need to be done. Um, and, and it's, uh, it's frustrating, you know, and it's just, this is just what we've, we, we had to deal with. Right. I mean, we were growing and, uh, you know, when you get that nice white piece of paper and say, all right, guys, if you were going to do this, how are you going to do it? All right, here's your opportunity to do it the way it needs to be done. Yeah. So, you know, we tried to think of everyone, you know, all the cells, where, what infrastructure needs to be where, what equipment needs to be where, um, to try and get, uh, you know, be the most efficient that we can be. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a good exercise. That was for sure. Yeah. Uh, trying to figure everything out, you know, going through, going through each one of the cells and okay, what do you guys, you know, what, what need really, really needs to be here and what doesn't need to be here and, and, uh, you know, what makes the most sense of where stuff gets located. So it was good. Yeah. And we'll, we'll roll this at the end of uh, the episode again this week too. Uh, you know, we announced last week that we are, you know, hiring. We're all on the major platforms uh, to get those positions filled. So LinkedIn jobs, uh, Facebook jobs, as well as Indeed. And you can uh, visit the website and click the careers button under the about menu uh, to just email jobs at faxandfirearms.com directly. Uh, so right now, everything you've heard that we've done and have been doing has been done with what are we at? Like under 70 employees, like 65, 66 employees, uh, something yeah, like we're that. Right at, uh, right at the 65 mark, I think yeah. right now. So, I mean, everything you've seen, uh, any of our products you've seen locally on our website, on Brownells, on Optics Planet, uh, Midway, all those places, you know, we're doing this and that includes office staff, that includes sales staff. I mean, that's, that's all of us. So, uh, the fact that, uh, we get to keep pumping out at a high level and now we get to expand and, you know, add more people to the team, I, I think is uh, going to be huge. But Ryan, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll definitely be checking back in soon. Uh, again, we will have this uh, loaded up on the Move playlist on YouTube as well as here on the podcast. So thanks again. All right, thanks, guys. For those of you who have been watching the podcast for a while, you may know that uh, we had Ryan Donahue from Crimson Trace on for one of our episodes to talk all things optics and red dots and some of the exciting things that CT has coming up. But I just wanted to share one of my personal favorite products of theirs, and that is their Railmaster Pro, the CMR204. So not only is it a tactical light, it's also a laser, and it has all of the industry proven technology that Crimson Trace has been known for for so many years. But they're not just limited to things like lights and lasers. They've made a big splash in the electro optics game, whether it's looking at something like a traditional rifle scope or maybe even their new battle optic, which you may or may not have seen in some TV shows and movies recently. They have a lot to offer. So obviously you're going to be seeing some more stuff uh, of crimson trace popping up with us here at facts and firearms you may have even seen it uh staged on our limited edition mustang rifle that came out in the spring of 2020 again lots of cool stuff from them just like the cmr 204 or anything in their rail master series we would encourage you to check them out at crimsontrace.com well, this week we have another special guest on the podcast. We have Jared Grove from Caldwell. And uh, today we're going to talk a bit about overall ear protection when you're shooting. Uh, some things that you need to know and need to keep in mind, as well as some of the great products that Caldwell has uh, for this in a variety of different ways. So, Jared, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. Awesome. Glad to be here, Dustin. So if you could give the folks just like a quick overview about uh, who you are and, and what you do for Caldwell, um, uh, I think they'd love to hear it. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm the brand manager here for uh, Caldwell. So I handle uh, a little bit of everything, some marketing, uh, brand product development, uh, all the fun stuff. Gotcha. How long have you, how long have you been with the company? Uh, I've been here for two years. I've uh, been in the industry quite a bit before that, probably another 15 years of industry. Uh, right in, at, right out of college, um, continued my passion for shooting and just got into the shooting sports industry. Yeah, very good. Awesome. Well, today we want to talk, uh, you know, a bit about just overall hearing protection and, and safety when it comes to, you know, shooting sports, whether you're training at the range or you are uh, a competition shooter or hunter, any of those things, you know, uh, sometimes, especially with new shooters, we, we get really caught up in, you know, what gun do I get? What type of ammo should I use? All this kind of stuff. But the, there is a, an amount of personal safety that goes with this, especially in the the training and the old, the whole, you know, shooting sports, you know, aspect of it. Um, and obviously Caldwell does some other things, you know, it's not just, it's not just hearing protection, uh, but that's going to be the the topic of conversation today. Um, so let's, let's start with that. You know, what are some, uh, kind of general things that, that people need to keep in mind, you know, before they go to a shooting range of the personal protective equipment. I know PPE has a whole other uh, connotation to it right now, but right, when we're right. talking about shooting sports, what are some things that, you know, people need to keep in mind and realize? Well, I mean, I was lucky. Um, you know, I was at the age where when I did start to shooting, people understood that um, permanent hearing loss was caused by by shooting so uh growing up shooting competitively it was always like just ingrained into me that you'd never shot without hearing protection even a 22 uh 22 rifle which a lot of people um used to just shoot any you know without anything in is around 140 decibels and anything over 85 decibels is going to cause uh permanent hearing loss um you don't get that back uh so it <laughs> You just, even, even if you're, the other thing I see a lot is even if you're not the person shooting the gun, you need to have some hearing protection on, um, a lot of ranges have made it mandatory while you're on premises that you have hearing protection. So that's a good, good change. But those that don't, you still need to be wearing uh, ears while you're around any of that. Yeah, for sure. And there's, you know, a lot of different types of, of hearing protection, you know, on the market. Um, and uh, I think you guys at Caldwell have done a, a good job on filling gaps as far as like, you know, traditional protection versus active. Um, you know, some folks would say, you know, passive versus active. And in my previous life, you know, I, I did a lot of work as a musician and you go to concerts and things, or I even helped direct marching bands and stuff. And, and, you know, it's not even just about uh, total, you know, ear muffing, if you will. It's not just about not hearing something. It's also about, you know, the, the ringing in your ears, kind of the, the tiny little bits of echo that could happen in the ear canal. Um, you know, even just from, like I said, concerts, loud noises, things like that. Um, but 
But also, you know, even if you just go through those, you know, OSHA charts about, you know, what can you, you know, stand, uh, whether that's in the workplace or recreationally for X number of hours without it, you know, causing some kind of uh, some kind of hearing loss, damage or even just, you know, headaches, overall ear ringing, uh, uh, things of that variety. Um, Just for example, like you said 140 decibels is roughly what a 22 is and some of the kind of uh, smaller gauge shotguns and whatnot. Um, and 140 is what OSHA says is the threshold of pain, you know, for, for hearing, um, uh, you know, over, over and above all. And 60 decibels is normal conversation. So there's quite a bit, you know, of a span there as far as, you know, how loud things are when it starts impacting your hearing. And I think the, if I read it correctly, the loudest that OSHA lets people be around for an eight hour day is 90 decibels. So, you know, that, that percussion of, you know, a, a firearm, you know, actually firing, you know, is, is blowing past that 90 DB uh, in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. The, the threshold on, on gunshots is up there. Uh, even stuff that I've took for granted, like mowing the yard. Yeah. Um, once you get a good set of ears though, it's not, it's not a hassle to wear them. It's almost like I won't, I don't want to mow my yard anymore <laughs> without my, my ears in. Cause you can listen to music and stuff with some of the new Bluetooth plugs and stuff that are out there. They're comfortable. Um, really the, the excuses that people would make for not wearing them, um, have been, have been, you know, with the new plugs, they're just no longer valid. Well, let's talk about that as far as the cancellation is concerned, you know, uh, and an acronym that gets thrown around is NRR ratings. Um, could you explain for folks kind of what NRR means or, or what they're looking for when they're shopping for hearing protection? Yeah, so the NRR rating is a rating at national uh, noise reduction rating or whatever. Uh, they rate it in decibels. Um, you'll see somewhere around 20 NRR up to pushing 30 on some of the bigger uh, earmuffs, uh, what they're rated at. Something to keep in mind is that one step in NRR isn't it's not a straight line so the one decibel increase in nrr rating is a big increase in protection i want to say it's like a 10 times like every time you go up it's 10 times more so to go from a 20 to a 30 nrr it's you know a hundred you know percent better or whatever um it, it's pretty it, it gets pretty technical there but uh to keep in mind that just one one tick up in the NRR rating is a really big deal. Um, you want to get as high NRR as what's comfortable. Um, most of them that that are considered safe, especially for shooting, are in that 22 and up range. Um, there are a few out there that are at 20. 
Yeah. And, you know, also when it comes to, you know, overall, overall NRR rating, I like to think of it when you're talking about decibels and, and actually what it's kind of subtracting from what's actually entering your ear canal. I like to think of it as like uh, kind of like sunblock. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you yeah. know, like 50 SPF sunblock isn't for someone who's, you know, worried about, uh, you know, catching a stray moonbeam, you know, when they sleep outside or something. It's, you know, it's about overall sensitivity and things and kind of other things that are going on and how, uh, um, you know, what else is going on in that SPF rating, right? Is it, is it waterproof? Is it all these things? Because when you look at packaging for ear protection, you know, it's always stating if used properly, right? So you can't have these things hanging on your ears or hanging off your ears or, you know, one muff off or anything like that. This is a, if used as directed, you know, you should see, you know, a, a resistance of X dB. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's very, very important that you use the, use them properly to get that rating. We've done uh, the testing to get them certified. And that's the other thing, make sure that they're certified. Um, most hearing protection you find anymore has been lab certified. Um, but yeah, the, the way that they're applied and stuff is very important to, to, to maximizing your protection. And I think the the first realm of this, the kind of the granddaddy of them all is just passive uh, noise protection. You know, and pa passive protection is going to be anything from like those little disposable, you know, ear foam pieces that you see on a shop floor to the overall muffs. And obviously, you know, Caldwell's been doing this for a while uh, with with passive earring protection. Uh, could you explain uh, for the folks just the difference between uh, active and passive protection? Yeah. So like I actually have a pair of our, uh, new passive muffs. This is one of the youth, youth muffs, um, that, but we have them in, in adult as well. Uh, so passive doesn't have any electronics in it. Uh, it's just going to have, uh, the solid foam and, and plastic cup, or you could have a passive would be considered the, uh, uh, the foam plugs, like you said, they're not going to enhance any hearing. You're not going to be able, when they're on the world's basically shut out. Right. Um, but they're affordable. You know, a pair of these muffs is less than $15. Um, you know, the foam plugs are less than a dollar usually for a pair. Uh, so, so they're really good if you're not looking to have any kind of hearing enhancement or, you know, trying to listen to any music or anything like that. Um, they do a great job. It, it, they protect your hearing just as good as a uh, similar rated uh, electronic active hearing hearing protection. So let's let's talk about active hearing protection because I, I think when you know. I was starting to, you know, shoot more in my teenage years, you know, I saw more people have active muffs on, you know, and at that time, kind of pre everybody having a smartphone and Bluetooth enabled devices, it was just about clarity so that you didn't need to take them off, you know, in between your turns at, at the range or whatever, that you could still hear things. But there are electronics, you know, built in that will you know, as soon as it hits a threshold, you know, it'll start canceling out, you know, that extra noise for you. Um, so what are some of the the things in, in active protection that, that people could see? So some of the first ones that came out were just 
uh, the traditional muffs that were modified to where they had a speaker in them um, and a microphone and so that they would pick up the noise. Most of these, like you say, Dustin, when the when it picks up, the noise level gets above 85 dB, they shut off. Um, so that's called clipping. Uh, and so a lot of people, <laughs> you'd see them put these on and clap their hands or snap their fingers, and they were testing to see how they shut off. Um, we have a couple different versions now. We have our Emacs Pro. So that is available. This is the, the bright green is a youth color. We have blue, green, and coral. Uh, we have an adult version. That's just going to be an electronic hearing protection. Uh, we've also taken brought the Bluetooth in on the BT Pros. Uh, so you can Bluetooth connect to your phone, you know, while you're in, and use that. You can take calls, you can listen to music, do all that. Uh, these are a clipping uh, style. So when it it's at 85 dB, it shuts off and instantly, but it's so fast you can hardly notice it. You don't get like big gaps in the conversation. The technology on these has gotten to where uh, it'll hit that threshold, cut it out in the minute, The you know, just like <laughs> microseconds that they measure this stuff. And it's pretty, pretty cool. For sure. And uh, I think one of the things too, I mean, the way it breaks down in your guys' product line is, you know, having... Emacs Pro and then the Emacs Pro BT series stuff, which will have, you know, the Bluetooth capabilities. And I think that's a big, idea, uh, you know, a big deal because just like you said, even when you're, you know, working in your shop or mowing the lawn or using power tools, you know, you, you want to listen to music. You don't want to be like throwing your earbuds in underneath a muff. And then not mm -hmm. only are you yeah, breaking sure this. Yeah. Yeah. Not only are you breaking the seal of the muff, which, you know, will take away from how much it's actually protecting you, but you know, it's also cumbersome and, and, and gets a little out of hand. Uh, so those were like the, our first, the first ones that you kind of saw were the muffs. Um, but lately, uh, in ear plugs have begun become really popular. They're kind of small. You can't hardly see them. Uh, but you can see that. This, this is a set of corded ones. I actually have the cord that connects them. Uh, we call those power cords. And then this has been really popular for us. These are shadows. They're wireless Bluetooth plugs. They go in your ear. Um, the easiest way to explain these uh, that I found everybody's familiar with like AirPods and, and those type of uh, Bluetooth earplugs or Bluetooth plugs, um, it, it does everything that those do, plus it adds hearing protection. So in the case it comes with, it has some different tips. There's silicone tips that are not, not NRR rated. And then to get the higher protection, they come with a uh, cone shaped like foam tip there that you can change out. It comes three different sizes. Um, we've had some pro staff shooters uh, that were like, yeah, I want to wear them, but I have really small ears. Um, so none of that stuff's worked for them in the past. With the smaller size, they they fit perfect. They love them. Um, I'm a big guy, obviously. I have uh, ears that match, and the larger <laughs> size are really comfortable. Um, they stay put. It's really cool. You can – you can uh, they – they, the – Noise level set just above ambient. So 
it's just like if like me and you are talking right now, that's the noise level that it's at. Uh, I can select to listen to music if I want. I can select to take a call on them if I want. Um, it's all there's no buttons. You just push, slide up and down on the on the stems, um, and then the little case that I'm holding up there. That's what charges them. You just drop them down in there, and it'll charge them like four or five times. You can charge the case. Um, so these are it's it's awesome. They they last like six hours streaming your music. Um, you know, I've never had them go dead on me. There's always a break in in the action when you're shooting. Yeah. Uh, and on a six hour day, even even when we're doing content trips and stuff, you throw them in there and and it's small enough you can carry that little charge pack in your pocket. Um, so they can, you know, you just keep them kind of refreshed throughout the day and. Uh, we filmed for 12 to 14 hour days and, and, uh, I've used one pair of plugs. Right. Um, yeah. they're really comfortable. That's the big thing is that people, you know, with these muffs, when it's hot out, you know, they, they hold air, air, they trap the, the air against your head and you'll see a lot of guys start popping them up or, or stuff like that. And say, when you're doing that, you're not protecting your hearing. So the, the, the plugs work really good. People tend tend to leave them in place. Yeah. And also, you know, for someone like me who wears glasses, even regular headphones like this, you know, after a while start cutting into my yeah. temples and, you know, just start feeling uncomfortable or move, you know, kind of move your glasses or safety glasses around. Yeah, When you're shooting, you have to wear glasses, right? Yeah. And especially too, like if you, if you want to wear a hat, I mean, just a little like knickknacky things that sometimes we, we don't always think about, you know, you're out doing a filming, you're out at a range day. You know, if you're a competitive shooter and you wear your sponsor's hat or something, you know, those little things all kind of add up to the overall comfort and and how you're performing and also protecting your hearing. And, uh, you know, you guys were nice enough to, to send me a pair and I was uh, using these whilst mowing the lawn this weekend as well <laughs> and, uh, you know, did great. And I think that you, you hit on something big, you know, a lot of people when it comes to, you know, cordless um uh, headphones in general, you know, you know, all my ears, you know, I always joke like, Oh, everybody has special ears, you know, you gotta have, you know, uh, but it is with the, with the foam, with the foam tips, instead of just the silicone tips, which you said, remember that, you know, the silicone aren't going to give you the same NRR protection, but with the foam tips, you know, just like those little foamies that you get, you know, at a workshop or home Depot that you squeeze and put in your ear and let them fill, uh, to, to kind of hold that space in the ear canal. Um, you know, they, they do very well. What is funny though, uh, the first time I took them out and paired them to a device, I'm sitting in my living room and my wife and daughter are watching a movie and, and, uh, I, I just had them on to listen to music. I was, I hadn't turned on like the ambient, like microphone thing. And so I'm sitting there and they're like, Dustin. Dust. And finally, when they waved and got my attention and I start talking, it's like, <laughs> rah, 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 rah. you know, I forgot to turn on, forgot to turn on the, the microphone piece. But I will say, even just for regular use, one of the features that uh, that I loved is being able to adjust the volume of whatever you're listening to just by sliding uh, across the panel. And I know if you're, if you're familiar with, you know, AirPods and things, it's normally just you could set it to do things on different tapping but you still have to, you know, turn up your actual device, uh, you know, physically or tell Siri to do it or whatever. I, I did really like that you could just slide your finger 
uh, you know, up and down to, to adjust the volume of whatever you're listening to. Yeah. I think once you get used to them, the, the slide and touch is a little easier than the buttons. Mm -hmm. You're not searching for a button. You have the whole stem. And so, yeah, like I say, I, I like them. You have to get used to, uh, the, the, the functions a little bit, but, uh, I'm not a technically savvy guy (laughs) and I picked it up really quick. So, um, and like I say, if you're just doing the basics of, of using them for hearing protection and, and music, um, yeah, they're pretty much plug and go. And I think your guys is, you know, uh, you know, cost point is, is right on par. You know, you look at, you know, AirPods, AirPods Pro, you look at, you know, beats, you know, power beats and all this sort of stuff. And again, these things aren't rated for, you know, hearing protection. Um, so, I mean, if, if you have a, a separate pair of pods that you like to use or whatever, when you're streaming high fidelity music and stuff like that, and you don't need ear protection, that's one thing. But if you're looking for something that's going to be, Hey, I could use this when I'm working. I could use this when I'm, you know, running tools, mowing the lawn, going to the shooting range, you know, and, and I, I think especially about, you know, our guys here, you know, doing things like test firing and assembly and even working around the machinery when they have to, you know, use hearing protection, stuff like like this, especially now when everybody has to wear extra PPE in general at work, you know, I, I think this is a, a really good time for, it. I mean, your Emacs shadows, like I think full blown retail on these is like 150, and then the power yeah. cords are, you know, 99. So, I mean, yeah. you're essentially, unless you're buying used, those are, you know, under what you would spend for, you know, AirPods or power beats and things that don't provide, you know, the same hearing protection. Yeah, yeah, they'll do it. Like I say, they'll do everything that those do. And while you're, uh, when you do need hearing protection, they're NRR rated, so they they will save your ears. So yeah, for sure. And, you know, even though we touched on it briefly, you know, you guys still have all of your traditional muffs and you even have the, you know, the low profile behind the neck things as well. Um, and, you know, Caldwell does, uh, you know, a lot. What, what else do you guys do besides, you know, hearing protection? What are some things that, uh, uh, you know, Caldwell has been known for? So Caldwell, uh, we've positioned it as a range or shooting accessories brand. So we try to have everything that you'd ever need to go to the range. We're really big in shooting rests. Uh, we're known for our lead sled. That was kind of one of our first products at the uh, recoil reducing uh, rest for rifles. Um, we have targets. We launched a new AR 500 steel line this year. That's been doing really well. Um, cameras, magazine loaders, uh, if you need it while you're on the range, Caldwell has you covered. Yeah. Even all the way down to like chronographs and wind yeah. meters. And I mean, if you want to get like real into it, I mean, as, as generic as a, as a brass catcher, you know, yeah. all the way to something like a, like a wind meter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, everything for the range except for the gun and ammo, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you even have a rolling brass retriever. I like those. Yeah. It reminds me of like going to the driving range and trying to, you know, pelt those tractors with the, with yeah. the golf balls. It's kind of what yeah, it we looks call, like. We call them brass chickens or range chickens. The guys are out there picking up. This, <laughs> this lets you keep your dignity and 
Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously Caldwell has tons of stuff. Uh, Where can people find you if they want to learn more about the brand and uh, all the different products and things you're, you're serving up for the shooting sports? Yeah, so uh, our website's caldwellshooting.com. Um, we're also Facebook, Instagram, uh, Caldwell Shooting. Um, we're doing a bunch of stuff on there, uh, trying to be active, you know, engage engage on the social media with some giveaways and stuff and um, kind of show some of the stuff that we do behind the scenes and some of the fun parts of, of it and some new products and stuff, so. Yeah, That's a for good sure. Way to keep track of us. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think here in the next couple of weeks or so, we're actually going to be giving away a, a set of shadows. So uh, keep um, your eye out for that. And uh, don't forget to visit CaldwellShooting.com to see all the stuff they have from all the way down, you know, as high tech as, you know, wind meters and uh, active hearing uh, protection and, and, you know, brass chickens. We, we also, they also have those. So <laughs> make sure, make sure sure you check those out. Jared, thank you so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. I appreciate being on, Dustin. You know, it's no secret that the things that you keep in your gun safe are important. They're valuable. They're things that you want, you need, you need to hold on to, whether it's just your firearms and supplies. Or I know a lot of people like to use their gun safes to hold things like tax returns and other important documents, family photos. All of those things are incredibly important. And to help keep better track of it and better maintenance on those items, Lockdown has a series of devices and utilities and tools to help keep those things things that you treasure safe. One of my personal favorites that we actually use here in the office quite a bit uh, around our storage for cameras and lighting and things like that is just one of their dehumidifiers. Now they have lots of other stuff. You may have already heard of the golden rod. You've heard a lot of stuff about the lockdown puck, uh, which is a smart device to help keep your gun drawer, your safe, your tools, uh, even your wine cellar safe uh, and checking up on the humidity and the atmosphere in those places as well. We did a great episode with Lockdown several weeks back that you could check out at factsandfirearms.com slash blog, where we go through pretty much their entire product line and everything from the Lockdown Puck to dehumidifiers to even things like, you know, storage, rack shelving, things of that variety, keeping your safe, keeping your gun room clean, organized and protected. And you could even get something like this, one of their room or gun safe dehumidifiers. If you're looking to organize that space in your home, again, whether it's for your gun safe or just anything that you hold valuable, we'd recommend you go to lockdown.com. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, we would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Of course, you can find us on places like Facebook Watch and YouTube and IGTV. But if you want to catch the audio version of the podcast, you can find it at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. And again, we would love for you to subscribe and leave a comment and rating for us as well. And don't forget, we would love to hear from you. If you have a question for the show or maybe you have a topic idea or a guest idea or just something you want us to talk about uh, on the podcast each week, feel free to email podcast at 
faxandfirearms.com, and we will sort through that audience feedback and see what we can get on the air. Before we sign off today, just a reminder, with our upcoming move, we are hiring. So you can find our job postings on Facebook Jobs, LinkedIn Jobs, Indeed, and also on our website. You can contact jobs at faxandfirearms.com and stick around. We have a brief video after today's episode that walks you through what it would be like uh, for you to be part of the Faxon team. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next week. With our upcoming move and expansion to our new Westchester facility, Faxon Firearms is looking to grow our Cincinnati, Ohio-based team. At present, we are looking for professionals in shipping and receiving, quality inspection, CNC lathe, and CNC milling. If you are interested in joining the team for one of these or other positions, you can find current openings posted on LinkedIn, Indeed, and Facebook Jobs. You can also email your resume and cover letter to jobs at faxandfirearms.com. Join us in our legacy of quality, innovation, and service at Faxon Firearms.